0: Listener
1: Production.
2: Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha
1: Belling.
0: Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Thursday, the 3rd of March. Thousands of residents have been evacuated across Greater Sydney as the flood crisis continues in New South Wales. After devastating southeast Queensland and northern New South Wales, the deadly weather system is moving south. Evacuation orders have been issued for more than 40 suburbs across Greater Sydney, with major flood warnings issued for the Hawkesbury, Nepean and Georges Rivers. This has never happened before here. We've been, you know, even when the bridge has been under, it's been pretty good but tonight, yeah, we've been ordered to go, so we're going. Experts are warning torrential rain will continue this morning. New South Wales SES Commissioner Carlene York advising residents to be on standby to evacuate. These are devastating storms, and east coast low brings thunderstorms and floods which are life-threatening. I can't emphasise that seriousness enough. Meantime, it's feared the death toll will increase in northern New South Wales after the devastating floods in Ballina and Lismore. It comes after a fourth body was located yesterday. The man in his 70s was found in his flooded unit in South Lismore. The Prime Minister has taken to social media as the flood crisis continues. Scott Morrison is currently in isolation after testing positive to COVID earlier this week.
1: As always, we'll get through this. Australia has gone through a lot over these past few years and we will continue to push through. And I thank all of those who are out there uh, right now uh, trying to keep their fellow Australians safe.
0: To Queensland now and a massive clean-up is underway in the state's southeast after the record-breaking floods this week. Local resident Mary Neve telling the ABC she's recovered and rebuilt from previous floods, but this time their devastation is widespread. It's just really hard and it's just... Yeah, I'm struggling with it, if I'm honest. I'm really struggling because I just want to get back in. But I'm just praying with all my heart that I can somehow get through quickly. Because, you
1: know,
0: it's hard. And the Weather Bureau is warning more wild weather is on the way, with predictions of up to 150 millimetres of rain that could fall in Queensland over the next few days. To Victoria, and emergency crews are also on high alert as the rain bomb heads further south down Australia's east coast. Heavy rain is also moving in from the west as the remnants of an ex-tropical cyclone which could collide with the storms from the north. In other news this morning and overseas, and Russia has launched a deadly new wave of missile attacks on key Ukrainian cities. It's feared hundreds of people have been killed or injured, with reports a maternity hospital has been hit. Russia's Defence Ministry is warning residents in Kyiv to flee immediately, saying they are planning more high-precision strikes in the capital city. US Ambassador to the UN, Linda Thomas-Greenfield, says Vladimir Putin is committing horrific war crimes. It was his choice to force hundreds of thousands of people to stuff their lives into backpacks and flee the country, to send newborn babies into makeshift bomb shelters, to make children and with cancer huddle in hospital basements, interrupting their treatment, essentially sentencing them to death. Overnight, 141 countries have voted at the United Nations, supporting demands for Russia to pull its troops out of Ukraine. Here's President of the EU Commission, Ursula von der Leyen. Men, women, children are dying because a foreign leader decided that their country has no right to exist. And we will never, ever let that happen and never, ever accept that. Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground to WA and the state has finally reopened its borders with the rest of the country. Our reporter Emma Griffiths has the latest from Perth. Yeah, that's right, Tash. West Aussie families separated over the last two years are now finally reuniting. After a false start last month, more than 23,000 passengers are booked to travel this week on Qantas and Jetstar flights to and from Perth. But with these changes comes level two restrictions across the state. The two square metre wall is back in cafes and restaurants, while there'll be just a 50% capacity at our major stadiums. Australian Medical Association WA President Dr Mark Duncan-Smith says it's critical we follow the rules with COVID cases predicted to rise. See,
2: look it's important that we do follow the restrictions that are in place and remember that these restrictions are to prevent what's going to happen in two weeks time as far as the number of new cases and the number of hospitalisations. So it is important that we do follow them because we, try, we need to protect the medical system.
0: To Victoria Now and Premier Daniel Andrews has flagged the state's new quarantine station could be used to help house thousands of residents who have lost everything in the floods across Queensland and New South Wales. Here's James Lake with this report from Melbourne.
2: There's certainly no concrete plan, Tash, but the idea came out of a press conference yesterday where reporters were questioning Premier Dan Andrews about the facility. It was ordered to be built at the height of COVID when our hotel quarantine system was failing. It's been paid for by Canberra, but Victoria is covering the daily operating costs. Right now, though, there are only 12 people staying there. So the Premier has flagged the idea of expanding its purpose and offering accommodation to anyone from flood-affected areas of Queensland or New South Wales, albeit a bit of a drive away, the centre could also be soon used to house refugees from Ukraine
0: for the latest in business and finance news. We're joined this morning by Peter Switzer from the Switzerreport.com.au. Peter, good morning. Now, despite the ongoing war and crisis in Ukraine, stock markets in the US rose overnight despite also a continued surge in oil prices.
1: Yeah, that's a real weird one. If there's one economic development out of this war that could threaten the global economy and then stock market, it's the rise in the oil price, which actually spiked around 6% overnight to 109 US dollars a barrel, which is a price not seen since 2011. and Despite this, European markets all rose and the Dow Jones index was up over 600 points before the close. That's surprising, but that is the weird world of stock markets.
0: Certainly is, Peter. And meanwhile, after months of speculation about what the US central bank would raise interest rates by, we could have the answer. And what does that mean for us here in Australia?
1: Yeah, the Federal Reserve boss Jerome Powell told the US Congress they supports a traditional quarter-point increase when the Fed meets later this month, rather than a larger increase that some of its officials and economists have been predicting. That could help explain why the US stocks are up overnight, and our market is tipped to rise 59 points today at the open, and it puts less pressure on our Reserve Bank to raise interest rates early.
0: And there could be a new player in the streaming TV space. Peter called. Wait for it.
1: That's right. The SMH says industry sources have revealed secret deal talks that say Telstra was in advanced talks with Fetch, a long-time media partner of Optus, its main rival in the mobile and fixed-line telecoms markets. Fetch gives customers access to content via the internet using set-top boxes and are often included in sign-up packages from other telcos.
0: Peter, thank you. Cheers. Time for Sport Now with Brett Thomas and Brett Moore, bans for Russian athletes, this time in the F1.
2: Yes, good morning, Kash. that's right. Uh, Russian and Belarusian drivers will be barred from competing at sanctioned events in the UK. So that means Nikita Mazepin, who drives for the Haas Formula One team, will not be able to compete at the British Formula One team later this year. Now, this is a step further than the the FIA has gone. They're the governing body for motorsport Formula One around the world. They had said that Nikita could compete, just not under his flag. He'd have to compete under the FIA flag. Uh, But that hasn't gone far enough according to uh, Motorsport UK. So they've gone that extra step and uh, all officials from Russia uh, will not be able to compete. So similar to what happened with FIFA, where they said that uh, Russia would have to compete on neutral ground under uh, without using their flag. That, that wasn't enough for uh, England, Poland and Sweden. They refused to play them. Uh, and so with the FIA here, uh, a governing body in the UK has decided to, uh, to take this drastic step.
0: And to the AFL now, Brett, this is such a great story, a heartwarming return for a Carlton player after a second bout of cancer.
2: Yes, yeah, Sam Doherty has been named in Carlton's reserve side to play this morning. Then the seniors play the Demons in a preseason season match uh, tonight. Uh, he's um, had two bouts of testicular cancer, had chemotherapy la- last year, 12 weeks of it uh, as well. And this was only found in August. So this is just a remarkable thing to think that last August, he started 12 weeks of chemo and now he's already back on a, a footy field and uh, Every supporter, no matter who you barrack for, will wish him well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We wish him all the best. And to the cricket now, Brett, what are the conditions Australia is set to face in Pakistan ahead of the first test tomorrow?
2: Yeah, that's the big uh, mystery surrounding what the, the pitch conditions would be like in Pakistan. Would it take spin like a normal subcontinent pitch or would it be more like the UAE where Pakistan has been forced to play and and, and it's like a road. Nathan Lyon said they've been training uh, next to the pitch they'll be playing on tomorrow in Raul Pindi and at this stage it looks like it'll suit the batters the first couple of days perhaps not the spinners until later in the test but we'll wait to find out. Of course it is our first test there in 24 years so there's a lot of unknowns going into this one. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Look forward to watching. Thanks so much, Brett. Thank you, Tash. Victorian man is being hailed a hero after he saved a mother and toddler from a house fire in South Melbourne. The home went up in flames late yesterday afternoon. The hero neighbour rescuing the mum and her young son off a first floor balcony before the home was engulfed in flames. The trio was treated for smoke inhalation but is said to be doing well. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the Listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and stay safe. And we'll see you tomorrow.